Come on, engineer. Oh, all right. Good shit. Good shit, engineer. We better get by. We're going to have to stop doing that. We're going to have to figure something else out. Niggas going to jump over the table. Nah, you going to have to turn it to a jumper. jumper. Yo, that was my shit. I'm a jumper. Yo, you know what this nigga just told me, bro? What? He said he never played video games. Who? Right you seem like a very productive person. Right? Like, yo, I was like, yo, this nigga's better than me? <laughs> I just was never allowed. Wait, what? I was never allowed. If you were never allowed, then that's a different story. I thought it was by choice, brother. Why were you never allowed? Talk My to dad me. is a pastor. Huh? My dad is a pastor, so. My dad is too. Secular music wasn't allowed, video games weren't allowed. But there's good video games, like yeah, Wii Sports. Really are My dad didn't care. He was one of those. Yeah, he just didn't care. Damn. Oh, that's actually really crazy. Talk to the mic, though, because you definitely talk low. He did. <laughs> he was one of those where what he said was what he said. And he said no video games. Damn. Was he at least giving you guys something to do, though? Like, <clears throat> Yeah, sing. Sing. <laughs> oh, you you be saying it? Yeah. So Church singing? Sing. Yeah, you don't sing, bro. You sing. You're black. You're, you're saying. <laughs> he says singing. <laughs> but talk to me though, bro. You this is your first time here. You want to yes, just start it off, get it, get it, get it here, like get it popping right away. Yes. Guys, what's good, guys? Welcome to the Jungle Squadcast podcast. We here with the greatest human beings of all time. To my motherfucking right, we got my homeboy here, my A one day one brother right here. here. Rad. What up? What up? Sometimes I bully him. Sometimes he bullies me. In different ways, I do it directly. He does it in a devilish way, manipulatively. <laughs> anyway, to my left. <laughs> <laughs> to my left is a complete stranger to you guys and me, but we're about to get to know him today. I'm going to introduce him as Mr. I Bin the Pen. Yeah. Yo, 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 pen. This is my boy, man. Hi guys, thank you for having me. You're very welcome, bro. It's great to have you here. Welcome, yes. welcome. We usually have a little pre-chat, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Talk to me, man. You're what? Where did I been the pen come from? Yeah, that is a name. Okay. You're an artist, right? Yeah. Artist, um, artist, songwriter, dancer, overall entertainer. Um, came from Paris. Speaking to, to the mic, please. Came, so Jack of all trades. Came from America. Came from Paris to America. Okay, okay. Um How old were you? I was six, going on seven. Man, so yeah. So, so you started like, that young with the music? Yeah. Or like, yes. was it music or dancing that started first? It was definitely the music that started first. Oh, okay, okay. So I started singing really when I got to America. When I got to America and me and all my siblings were finally like together. That's when my dad started. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, so my dad started, he thought he had like the Jackson 5 on his hands. It was, it was, so it was like, my days would literally consist of like school at seven. So I would get up at five, mm -hmm. run scales with him from 5.30 to 6.30. Harmony practice with my siblings from 6.30. Oh, so you know music theory. Yeah. So oh, it's, it's pretty dope. good. Yeah. The only thing that I, that's irritating is I can't play any instrument. That really? doesn't make sense. That's you can actually, you just gotta practice. But the, he taught, <laughs> he taught us, I just didn't catch on. Oh, so all my other siblings can pay, play like 
guitars, drums, and the things like I could tell you what I want out of those instruments. Yeah. Just can't play. That's what's up throwing it all together. That's still good. It makes a band. Yeah. So you don't really have to worry. Yeah, but either way, even if you like collab with a really good producer and you're already saying that you know exactly what you want, that's really good because then you can direct him the right way. Yeah. Regardless. So either way you can still come out with the same outcome. And that's even more convenient because it's your family. (laughs) Yeah. You ever collabed with them? Um, yeah, on my album, my current debut album that's out right now, Unorthodox, um, I have... Shit is dope, guys. Thank you, thank you. My brother wrote 80% of it, and then my I featured my other brother on one of the records, too. So, um... Oh, so you sing? Yeah. That's not bad. So yeah. you don't write? Singing is really I write. Oh, okay. I write, too. But, um... Do you feel like singing's easier than rapping? I feel like both are equally as hard. I feel like um, <clears throat> singing requires more. You you see how like when um when guys go to the gym and they want to build like a muscle for, for mm-hmm. like it's not it's an outer appearance, but for like singing, the muscles that they they need to build up is an inside appearance. Like their lungs, their breathing, all that is like their muscles yeah, in their throat. All that is like a technique that they have to learn. So the training is different, but it's just as rigorous depending on how well you want to do it and how yeah. good you want to be exactly. Yeah. That means you can breath in the water for like two minutes and shit. Two and a half. You see, my thing is like I can like, like you said, like I can hear the sound and and for singing and like I know exactly how I want to do it, but like I can't sing the pitch that I can do it in. I can only sing in 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 a deep way. So when I hit it, it'll be good to um like this is like um when I was showing you the video with um TK, Mm -hmm. she like was. I had to like direct her how she, like okay. I wanted it to sound right. and I was singing it like and she was like and then she really hit the notes to, like because it's not going to sound good if I do it but when she did it I was like oh shit <laughs> there you go so like, I really understand that point so when did you really become I've been the pen though like when you, you sat down you was like yo I've been the pen this is me I would say I stepped into that recently though yeah, like I stepped into my confidence and that's really where the came the name came from. Um, was really like me stepping into like this is who I am, this is me, this is me as the writer, me as the singer, me as the dancer, me as the entertainer. Oh, so there's and, like a rise up to yeah, I've been the pen. Yeah, it was like my confidence definitely wasn't there until I wanna say two thousand and twenty one, really. Mm. So it was like it's real recent. Was it because of like family? Like, were you afraid, like, your dad would, like, not approve or something? Like, that, being stuck in the music, in a sense? It was that, and then also... That's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, it was definitely that, and then it was also, I was so used to singing with my siblings. So me stepping out on my own to, like, really be... Beyonce. Me, in a sense. Where the weekend, nigga, dad is Frank Ocean, give me on, like... In a sense, but um, yeah, definitely that solo transition was what it was. It was tricky, but that's what pushed the confidence out, and that's what that's what made me nervous. Also, at the beginning, because it was just like I know how I sound with my siblings. Mm. I know how I sound in harmony with others, and right. I know I could do that really well. In but groups, this is like, but soloing out is a little right. bit different because yeah. you're stepping out and finding right. out who you are. So it's just like and. 
I think that's what made even the process with the album so inspiring was like everything was on me. So it's like if I fuck this album up, it's on me. Yeah. If it does well, it's on me. Wait, what do you mean fucking up? Like if I fucking up to me is like if I don't stay true to myself the whole way through. And oh, if so I it's don't not like produce success or money or anything. Yeah, it's like if I don't produce the best quality music that I know I can produce. So like if I know if this album comes out and I'm not one hundred percent okay with every record on this album, mm-hmm. I fucked the album. <laughs> yeah, up. You see, I agree with that. There's not a lot of people who are one in twenty twenty two attacking the music in the sense where one they're even trying to find themselves. Putting passion they're, into that. Yeah. You not only that I can see that you really care about what you're doing, but you're also taking it from conceptualizing it from not only the music, but how it's going to be put together from the visual, from the actual like choreography that you have in place and knowing that all the skills that you've grown up to and led up to I've been the pen, you just use that to accumulate who you are now. And you're using that to make this album. So that's very interesting. Yeah. It it, it was a process like coming putting the whole album together from start to finish. I want to say I started the album in March of 2021. That's when I wrote like my first song for it. Um, And then it was just foot on the gas ever since then. Um, And then that's when I really sat down, like sat down and just planned the album from start to finish. Like how many singles I wanted, how I wanted to roll it out, when I wanted to make certain announcements what days of the week I wanted to carve out for certain announcements. Like Good. if you go back, like if you go back even on my Instagram and just go through the whole album rollout, like every announcement was made on a, on a specific day of the week at a specific time. And I made like, so every time I said I had an announcement, people Ooh. knew when to well, expect, yeah, that, exactly. that's expect dope. that announcement. So it was even down to those meticulous details. And I feel like that's the art that's lost in today's music. Everybody's just rushing to have the music out. Drops on Exactly. I mean, I get I think I said this before on the pod, but I feel like nowadays with like shit like TikTok, like people, yeah, they just want to drop it fast and hope someone thinks it's a hook and yeah. they're gonna make a dance to it. Yeah. Like blow up off of that one viral song. That's that's the goal nowadays. Yeah. But if you really think about that's it, it's like, terrible. All yeah. the classic albums that you loved back in the day, you remembered. You remember at least where you were or what you were doing, either when that artist announced the album or when the album dropped. Yep. Yeah. Now look at this man on the poster. <laughs> like when he dropped his first album, I remember he had a whole YouTube video announcement, Blue Slide Park, explaining what he did, how he did it, and everything, and wh- why it meant like so much to him. And then now it's like it's like a celebrated area. Yeah, they made the me- they made the experience memorable. Yeah. So they they didn't just drop the album. Nowadays, artists announce the album on Monday, and by Friday the album is out. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like. <clears throat> There was no anticipation. And no don't nothing. even, like, drop, like, actual anything. It would just be a, like, a gloomy-ass picture with a crazy title and a date. And then it was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My thing is, like, I do agree with that. But there's, like, a, it's, like, a common ground for me because, like, sometimes it's not that I'm not putting out the great content. It's that I will work so hard on the great content like promote it and Mm -hmm. then it will get like really hype and then once the momentum is built i'll just go back in my cocoon and 
like instead of like kind of like Stay riding consistent. out the wave yeah i'll just like go on to the next one instead like just hop off the surfboard and just go swimming yeah, like if i drop if i do something new more people will start to fuck with that yeah. too and instead it's like i should be consistent with all the things that i'm producing so right like, yeah that's why i want to be like kind of like i want i'm i want to work on like different things so if i'm going to do that i have to focus my energy on one and build it up yeah so Is time management one of those things pretty much that you're trying to work on no, I'm trying to work on having enough music so when the following year drops, I don't have to worry about dropping music or necessarily focusing on recording and writing because there's a lot, at, yeah, least, at least not as much. So now I can focus on the other parts of, like, you Let know, get that promotion. Shit out of the way, so now I can do the mass production of it all. Exactly. Is that, yeah, that that's something that I'm getting into now. Because I, I was definitely an artist that just recorded... I just recorded when I felt like it was time for a project. And like after the project came out, it was just like, okay. Yeah, I was sharing. I, I got some time. Sent, I got some time. To people and that's it. But there's an actual skill and yeah. an actual way to get the music out and to, sure. the music to be heard. And that's why like you asked me why my project hasn't dropped yet. It's because I want to learn that first before yeah. just giving it out to the masses because I definitely want to use this in a sense like as an investment to like open new doors because it's gonna like i said i'm trying to be consistent with it now like it's not that i haven't been working i just haven't been posting all the work because i want to know how to do it the right way collecting and studying so i can just like yeah because he the pen just said it like you don't just like drop it and then people are just gonna hear it like all over the world just because you made like a couple shares, a couple of Instagram posts, like this is my dumbass doing yeah. that, and I was actually doing that for like six, seven albums. So you like, really got to get out, and not for the eight, time, one, nigga. Pay for, like, the, <laughs> pay for like the sponsored ads on like mm-hmm. Instagram and shit like that. Yeah, I was doing that, and it was all working. But it's like you have to consistently do it, and when money comes and shit like that, and when you don't really got it like that, certain things are sacrificed, and it sucks that my shit had to be the back burner. So I had to like really learn a different way and a different outcome. So that couldn't stop happening. That yeah. could stop happening. You feel me? Yeah. Like if you if you're an artist that's just going because you you have artists like that that don't really perform a whole lot, but they put out music, and the music is great music. But and if you're gonna be that type of artist, that's great. Nah, you, you got to perform. You got you got to, but you you, but you have to know those, how to perform like too. Not, like there's artists who drop and they else. do perform yeah. and they ask. Yeah. So for sure. This. And that's why I always tell artists, do not pop out until you're ready. Do like, not oh, pop, I don't care how many EPs, I don't care how many albums you have out. <clears throat> do not pop out and say you are performing until you are ready. Wait, so you were in Queens, you said, right? <clears throat> you ever been to the juice bo- the Boogie Dow? Yeah. Word? Mm-hmm. I fuck you, so you know Juice? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to the Boogie yeah. Down, shout so out to Juice. In a while. Yeah. I, I actually went there not too long ago, like a month. Okay. It was really dope. I went there a couple, like at least three or four times this year. I met a lot of dope people. That's really dope. Yeah, it's definitely dope for networking, and that's something that I'm trying to get into a lot more. Um, and performing. Yeah, performing and um networking. So that's why, that's why I chose to drop the album in the later part of the year, just so that I could ride the rest of 2022 out, Mm. and then 2023, I'm outside. You're outside. I'm outside. I'm outside. So this album, though, like. Are you telling me like it's, it's like an R and B album, right? At the core, love album. Not necessarily. Self album. What is it? It's just a life album. It's one of those that really gives you an 
insight into all of the facets of me. So you have those records where I may be in love, then you have those records where it's just like, fuck love. Then you have those records where it's, they're the inspirational records. It's a personality album. Yeah, and then it's just a personality album, and that's what I wanted my first album to be. I didn't want it to be like your standard run-of-the-mill, like, hey, this is me, kind of. No, I wanted it to be like, you experience like every emotion that I go through. And that's that's why I sectioned the album kind of the way I sectioned it. Because mm-hmm. like the like the album, it starts off real, it starts off like with the, the lovey-dovey records and it goes, and then it goes into like the inspirational and then we kind of break it up with the um spoken word interlude and then we kind of just swag it out the rest of the album and then we close it off. It's like after I get after yeah. event, we can enjoy it. We, we can, can enjoy, enjoy it, the yes. Album. And then I just went back to my roots, I think, with the last couple of records on the album. Okay. Definitely um finish line and um have mercy. I just kinda infused R and B and gospel the best way I knew how. And then just Would you say like you found like your core sound of like, how would you like to sound on like the tracks? Yeah. I think um I think unorthodox was a a pretty good start at finding the sound. I wouldn't say I found it all the way yet, but I would say it evolves. It evo- it evolves, but mm-hmm. I found the foundation for it. So this is your now first album or the first album, yeah. So oh, I, wow. I before this was just EPs, and so I did it that way. Yeah, I did it that way because I kind of wanted to use the EPs to kind of like grow the fan base and test the waters of and kind of like learn the business. And that's what I did with the EPs. They were those were really like my trial and error projects. Okay. And I learned the business through the EPs. So when I got to the album, it was like, okay, I know exactly how everything goes. I know exactly how to split my publishing, all of that type of stuff. I know like the logistics side of it now more so than just the turn it in and just. You're not producing on your own, are you? Not yet. I want to though. Okay, okay. Are you working with like an engineer or a label? Yeah, or? I work with um, I work with an engineer in White Plains. Um, he has his own production company, Everything Saucy Um Entertainment. Shout out to Brian. Um, he does he produced a record on the album, but he does all of my engineering work, mm-hmm. and then um, he does my mixing and mastering, and then label wise, um, I'm working with Hard Drive Records, based out of. Los Angeles, California, ran by um, Mickey Shiloh. She's like a legendary songwriter, producer, works. She's worked with um, Rodney Jerkins and Dark Child. She's worked with um, Genuine, Avril Lavigne, Tank. That's dope. Yeah, so it's, she found me. Word. Avril Lavigne was like my first like white girl crush. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so my she, nigga Tank, though. Yeah, so yeah. She, she, found, she found me in 20... Like the later part of 2020, she found me. And then um, ink, Ink's been dry ever since. Were you like at an open mic or did she just hear like your music? She heard my music because I was just going crazy. And then I saw that she was launching a label. And then I saw that she was um, looking for talent. So when I DM'd her, um, I DM'd her all of my, all of my letters, like all everything. I'm like, here, listen to everything. And then she got back to me like a week later via email. And then we just went up from there. That's so and how long ago. That was March of 2021. So, so this like is right like when you started. started. So that was even when you Yeah, so I see that's even why the fire even grew more. You oh, were yeah. like, oh, the music's working. Yeah. I was like, Let's go. Wow. So now that, that I had trial and error from the EPs. Yeah. For and, sure. And, and then, then now that I with the album. Yeah, now that I had 
I've been the pen. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now we stepped in after that. The ink was dry. It was like, yeah, now it's time. I've been the pen is here. Let's go album time. So that's when we Say, sat uh, down. You think you can shorten the name somewhere in there? Like probably. Been probably. Pen. Been pen. Nah. I probably just go by pen or pen. I like I've been the pen. But yeah, I've been the pen sticks. It's a long ass name though. That's, but I've been the pen. Bust the rhymes. It's only one syllable extra. <laughs> so you good. Either this way. Wiz could leave for, see one syllable extra. Well, I have been the pen. But people people just pen. call people call me variations or whatever. I mean regardless, no, people it's, just I mean, it's, it's, pen. it's four syllables. It's yeah. good. Wiz I've been, been the pen. Listen, if it was gamer if it was a gamer chat and that was your name, I've been the pen and be like, yo, it's good pen. It's yeah, nice yeah. Good. but people do that. People do that to me when they see me out. Like, yeah, you at network it events, it's just they shorten it. It's nobody's gonna walk up to me and be like, "Yo, I've been to pen. nah pen was good." So that's the one thing I want for myself. That's the, that's what's cool for like you guys like establishing yourselves as artists. Is like you're like, no, call me like Abe Loso or call me I've been the pen. Me yeah. and like call me right. I paid to trade. I, I paid, paid to trademark my shit. Yeah, call me that. <laughs> I paid. I paid. <laughs> I paid that fee to trademark it. Call me that trademark <laughs> please. Oh, no, call me rap. <laughs> and that's definitely one that's of the dope. that's definitely one piece of advice that I want to give to any independent artist before they really start trademarking. Yeah, trademark your name before you really start putting out those projects that matter to you. If you're just doing the SoundCloud mixtapes, the EPs, that's cool. But when you get ready to start on that journey of mm-hmm. like, this is my album, this is my catalog. Trademark that name before you get shit. Like yeah, because you will fuck around, and then that name will fuck around and belong to a label. I trademarked my name before the label even came, so my shit is my shit. Whether I walk away or whether I stay, my shit is my shit. Good shit. I respect that. That's really good advice, actually. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Trademark. I don't want to say it out loud, but uh, I might have to go do that soon. Yeah, trademark. Somebody will not. Because the yeah, last thing you want that's, that's is good the last thing you want is somebody to come and profit off of the hard work that you put in. Saying that's the right. So yeah, yeah, no. There and will be consequences. Yeah. Imagine somebody just start selling water bottles and shit. Say eight bros on. But technically, when you say it, they know it's you. But you just take it to court, and they'll just need proof of identity. And then I've like, already been established for like over so many years already, and people actually know me as this. So right. it would be pretty easy to win the case. But they'll probably I mean, just. Until then, they would be profiting of until I win the case. That's like when you was fighting with that nigga on uh, Facebook on <laughs> the same account. Oh yeah, that shit is terrible. <laughs> this man shit was sharing an account with somebody for like three months or some shit. Like no, that. it's been years. This <laughs> nigga still. Yeah. Did they come back already? Yeah. How? I thought you said you changed everything. No, I deactivated and deleted the nigga's account, but I guess he reactivated it. That's funny. Yeah, That's I, I can literally just log into his and. Just look at shit. He can't look at mine though. I'm confused <laughs> on how you guys share an account. Yeah, I'm I share know. an email. I've never heard. And of every that. single time he tries to reset it, I get the notification and the email and everything. Oh no, nah. that's so. But weird. that's only when it's for Facebook though. Nothing else. I he bought that phone fresh, right? It's not the phone. It's the Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the I act- was like, maybe it's the like they have the old account. Nah, it's the actual networking. I think we have the same exact name, and he might have the same email. I'm thinking Probably. he was possibly born in 2015. Yeah, like, bro, good so, Thanksgiving. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I can't even understand nothing on his profile because it's like in straight Spanish. Spanish. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Facebook helped me. It's <laughs> the worst. 
He's like, I keep having to reset my password and I can't log into my own fucking account. I, be, I, I, log into my Facebook I was just about to say that same shit. I like I Facebook. Mean, I think the only time I come on Facebook is when I have to do ads for Instagram. They have I don't like know good why. stuff. I go on there, but I, since I got my new phone, I like literally just have not. I have the app and I have not signed in once. My Facebook just reminds like my Facebook true. is depressing. It just yeah, reminds me of high times. school. Like, what do I want to go back to high school? I feel you on that, but I it's a platform, and there's people who are using it, and it's a market. Not yet, for use. sure. Like, if you can target that market, like, I think it's more for the older people. Yeah. And if you could make music and promote it on there, and that shit will catch on. And they have, like, really good tutorial videos. But one thing I hate about Facebook, though, they be having these videos that look real exciting, and then they'll have you sitting there for 10 minutes, and I'm like, oh, shit, Maybe this shit is whack. Shit. I just wish there was a way they Never could, like, again. section it off. Like artists over here and just regular Facebook over there. Like, this, this I don't need them to ask you about too. Gotta go to MySpace for that. This one. Think about it though. Like in today's like, you know, artists, you know, hip hop. It, it's a little bit crazy right now. Like there's like a term out there called like pop rappers versus like, I guess real, real rappers. So like, what do you think? You know is the difference between, like, a pop rapper and a real rapper. What do you guys think? A pop rapper? Yeah, that's yeah, basically rapper. today's sound. I mean, a pop, I guess pop rap would be rapping about prevalent things, like, about the current era that's just, like, a niche, in a sense. And it's, like, I'm a, like, a pop-up. Like, here we go, like, here, this is what you needed, this is the lyrics you wanted. I think, to me, it's more about intent. Like, what what was your intent behind the record when you stepped into the studio? Like, cause I feel like pop rappers go into the booth for a vibe. For a vibe, a real rapper is going in there to write, like, or to like not even write, but Let to just out. yeah, like right. I'm going like, of course, like somebody like Wayne had his comfortable era, but when Wayne was in his prime, Wayne wasn't going in there for a vibe. Wayne was going in there to rap, and he's I still think, going in the rap. Though. And that's what I'm saying. Like now he's getting back to going in there to rap, but Wayne had a. A point in time where he was just chilling. He was coasting. And yeah. <laughs> he was coasting. And that's my favorite rapper, but he was definitely he was definitely like vibing. I started I started in the era type shit. Yeah. I'm just chilling. And I and I look around. And for some odd reason he got so much hate in that era of his career and I didn't understand why, but it's just like the nigga has money. Who win? Yeah, like I was like, who the fuck hates Wayne? Not people didn't hate him per se, but it was just like people got tired of being hyped up to see a little Wayne feature and then listen to the feature. And that's just like it was me. It it comes with age though, and it comes with just the involvement of like music. So he ended up adapting to the sound and stuff like that. But we have the newer kids. He already led this like the newer generation, so he's already like the OG of everything that's going on. I just wish that real rap crossed over into the newer generation. It did, and it it's still here. It's it just did, like a unconscious rap. It, yeah, like, it's just a small portion of people. There's, now. there's it's not commercial now. That's why. Yeah, and that's why I I think now I more so listen to underground underground than I listen to mainstream yeah. because mainstream doesn't have nothing that it's I about trap music. I want. Yeah, like I don't it's about trap pop. I've, I don't... It's pop rap. <clears throat> there isn't a rapper beside... There isn't a new rapper that makes me think. Like, they're, like I don't remember the last male rapper that made me think. 
I'm not friends. It's nice it's to wild, meet so. you. I've been the pen. My name is April. So, <laughs> and I will. I don't know if you listen to any of my music. <laughs> no, no, no. Those were. I will gladly play you two. Well, I'm going to just send you these two albums. One yes. is Ape Tape 2. That's the one right there, the bottom one. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is Different Level Low. So, this will have you sit in your room thinking. And that's the music that I like. That's why I don't listen to the the only male rapper rappers that I listen to would be Cole, Kendrick, and Wayne. Wayne being being my favorite. Those are the real rappers, though. But now we have pop rappers. And honestly, I'm not saying that I don't fuck with pop rappers because I actually do fuck with pop rappers. But I I I just want to have like a distinctive. There's there's two differences between them. Like real hip hop, you're saying basically real hip hop artists are real rappers, and basically these real rappers are not commercialized as much. They're more underground. Pop rappers, they're more commercialized because you know why? It's something that everyone. It's more for everyone where we can all have a catchy vibe we can all be able to learn it very quickly and we can all do it but hip-hop real rap it actually takes a fan to want to sit there and be like yo i want to sit there and like listen and i appreciate the work that you put into this type shit i think i'm i think i just said i just wanted to get back to a point where there's room for i just wanted to get it to a point where there's room for both it's it's not it is because room I for feel both. It's just there's room money. for both, but I feel like I mean it's in your one is book. definitely more in our face than the others. The, like, the reason is because that. like the businesses, the labels, the art, like they already know yeah. what the masses in a sense want. So instead of trying to push an agenda and like switch the narrative, they're just giving us what they want because they know that's the fastest way to get money back. Yeah, literally, everybody's looking for a fast way to make money back. That's why even, like, most movies, I've said it before, most movies are, like, not even, like, the quick one-two, like, comedy or whatever the fuck. Now everything's a a blockbuster because, like, you're just trying to make Make, the most back from what you put out. And, like, everybody just wants money at the end of the day. Nothing's the same anymore, man. Nothing's the same. And, And, like, that's one of the arguments that I... It's not even an argument because, like, during the album process, when... I was sitting down with the label and I was talking to them about the direction that I wanted to go for the album sonically. Mm-hmm. It was more so like they weren't pushing me to do the popular shit. They have but control it was, over that? They don't have control over it, but they just wanted to... I, they like, strongly suggest. <laughs> and the crazy thing is they didn't even strongly suggest. They just genuinely wanted to know because I think for like marketing and promotion purposes, it was oh, just so like we want to strategize. Yeah, we want to know you. where you're going because we want to come up with the most effective marketing plan for you. The when smart drops. We want to make sure that we get you on the right playlist. We want to make sure we like we want to know the vibe of the album. That's smart. So that was one of those things that I had to challenge, that I had to really challenge myself with because it was just like, you don't okay, know what your target audience is. Like, do I stay like, true I to myself or do I playing right after fucking pop smoke just came on? Right. It's, like, it's two different, two, two, yeah, two different vibes in a sense. You can always like, stay really true to yourself. Yeah. But the thing is where I felt like it's not about like, in a sense, you know, changing as long as you're catering to the sound yeah. that um is being, you don't have. You can still say the words that you want to say, vibe to what you want to say, but the sound, the cadence, and stuff like that. Try to be more adaptive yeah. and evolve it where it's it can still sound like you and not necessarily what's being out there. It's just it's a reference yeah. from it instead. And I think at that moment, 
in the album creation process, that's when I realized that I was looking at it the wrong way. And I was looking for the wrong things to come out of the album. It was more so I was looking for like the success and the accolades. And I'm just like, wait, that's not what I'm looking for. What I'm really looking for is to put out music Mm-hmm. That people actually vibe with and people will actually play. Right. Yeah, you gotta remember, gotta remember, you're not in it to be famous. You're in it right. because you want to make music. So when I, that's when, why I started and that's why I keep yeah, doing it. And that's why sure. I didn't Here's like the message. Like you said, like about getting the music out there. At some point, I realized that I didn't even give a fuck anymore. I just love doing this. I love the fact that it's literally something that I can reference to and like learn from. Like everything that I've done, it is like, almost all in my album like it's like a journey in chronological order certain parts of my life certain stages in my life like it it makes me like reminds me of like where i am today so it's like sometimes i'm i'm happy that i'm not necessarily out there yet because i i feel like i needed all these projects to in a sense find who i am now and i think i'm actually finding the sound that i want I know which type of bag I, I can get, get into. Like when I have different type of beats, like like it could be hip hop, it could be R&B, what type of subjects that I want to talk about now. Now I'm trying to get a little bit more into the pop rap shit. But I think the thing is, even though there's a clear difference between pop rap and like real rap, what I b- truly believe is they both can equally coexist because the vibe that pop rap comes with, it's in a sense, it's engaging so it gets the audience off rip so if you can combine what the real rappers are saying and actually have some intent in your lyrics and content it can all work out for everyone else but like you said like remember we were looking at the other side he was like yeah that's a real positive rap that's a real modern beat that niggas was using and it was still engaging because she was a pop singer. So, yeah. so like, I did the little fake pop, yeah, right? Yeah. So it was all engaged. So it was like, it's all about the intent of what you want to make the music is. It's not the problem. The problem is, is what people are promoting as, you know, what's popular. And then there's a decision. There's people making those decisions. But us as an artist, us as a consumer, us as, yeah, us as a listener, we have all those, we have the option and then the choice to choose what we want to listen to to create what we want to create, to buy what we want to buy, to sell what we want to sell. Like, yeah. you don't have to do what everybody yeah, else is Boys and girls. <laughs> but and that's people, a, and they don't do that, though. They don't nah, know that. They definitely don't. People people will listen to what, everybody else what they to. don't like and then critique what they don't like. Yeah. But it's just like, it does. it's not... I get that. It's not bad music. It's just not for you. Exactly. And that's perfectly fine. Like, there's a lot of rappers that... I agree. A lot of people that, I, that you know are in my circle listen to that I don't listen, listen to. Listen, I'm yeah. keeping it stack. I try my best to be relevant, but yeah. G Herbals, the Little yeah. Dirks, no. the, the, the Young Littles. I don't, I, when they all started, I didn't listen to it. The most I listened to was Takashi 69. And it was because this nigga wow. was funny. Out of this all nigga the people would say you just named, shit. you're going to say Takashi's the one you listen to. You're not, yo, first he started with the glizzies, and now he started with Takashi. This nigga used to say the dumbest shit, and I listened to it because this nigga just, it was comedy. called the social media. No, 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 and his lyrics, it was fucking comedy, bro. The way this nigga was saying it, said, stupid, suck my dick with your mother's lips. Nigga, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, I feel you, but like, one, little Dirk is wavy. 
I'm not saying like I don't try to listen to them. It's just they're not my go-to's. Like and yeah, even now, like my thing is Six Nine's not my go-to. If I if I'm at a I'm saying that's what I listen to when oh yeah, not the up. like the go-to's, but like G Herbo can be considered not a yet. real rapper. Like G Herbo got Herbo's a pop rapper. Because the first I mean, time I good. heard the first time I heard Herb was when that shot right shit with him and Nicki, right? When him with him and Nicki, and he got on. And he he held his own with Nicki, like with Nicki. And usually, if Nicki's on a record with anybody, so I'm cutting it off. But he was dope before Nikki. that. Wait, wait, yeah, really? Depending on who the record is with, yeah. like I'm cutting that's it funny. off. Like I don't I listen to Six right. Nine. I don't like Six Nine. Yeah, but I'm good off that. I when, used to, but those yeah, two records that he to. dropped with Nicki, straight to Nicki. And then after that, yeah, my Nicki looks so fire in one of those Six Nines videos, and I was like, damn, yeah, you got a baby dad now. <laughs> I've been missing all the beautiful women. Like, it's too late for me. I wish I was popping at the earlier age. Like, I And I feel like, even speaking of her, she's an artist that does it very well in bridging and, like, fusing the two. Like, yeah, pop rap yeah. and, like, real, real rap. Because she actually adds real bars right. to what she's actually saying when she wants to. And to be honest, I don't think there's been a female for me since Nicki on a mainstream level that's made me, like, well, I mean, Cardi B's been shout out to Gorilla. Gorilla, Gorilla been out. She like, just hey. don't sing though. Cardi don't sing either. Yeah, they just don't sing. I mean, to my knowledge, Cardi doesn't write either. Yeah. Uh, so that's Gorilla that's writes kind, That's kind of where my thing with Cardi is, because it's just like the niggas that I like, right? So who you like? Wayne, Kendrick, Cole, Nas, like Capone and Noriega. Damn, he's naming some good people here. Like, <laughs> those are, like, that's the core of my... Hip-hop. Of my hip-hop. Like, so... What about R&B? R&B, oh, damn. That list is even longer. The Brandys, the Jasmines, the Mariah Carey's, the Whitney Houston's, the um, Ella Fitzgerald's, the this is in order. Aretha Franklin. Ella Fitzgerald's. Man. Not in order. Oh, I man. couldn't put them in order. No? I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't put them in order. Like, if... If I had like what about today? Like you fucked with the Scissors album? Oh yeah. Scissors album is like a nine out of ten for me. Oh I haven't heard it yet. It only it the only reason why it wasn't a ten out of ten was how long I had to wait for it. But (laughs) everything else. What about Scissor versus Jasmine Sullivan? Who's winning? Yeah, Jasmine got it. Jasmine. Not even a that's not even close. All right, Sade versus Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin Aretha, got the yeah. Shade Aretha, just got the yeah. Aretha, Aretha. There's so many ways Aretha could go with it. Mariah Carey versus Ashanti. I'm Mariah. Carr versus Kendrick. Mariah right now or Mariah like years ago? Ashanti right now is not even Ashanti. Didn't then. she have a face off or some shit? A versus? Who she? Yeah, yeah. Keisha, I but that's Ashanti and Keisha too. <laughs> they're they're in the same category, like vocally. So it's just like yeah. And, you could put those two against each other, just like you could put. I've been the pen versus Usher. God, no, Usher's taking that. Hell <laughs> yeah, that's why. Hell yeah, that's why. Usher versus Chris Brown. Usher. It might be. All Usher. Right. Only for me because. Are you serious? I enjo- only because I enjoyed R&B Chris Brown more than I enjoyed this Chris Brown now. So, like, Chris Brown in his early days, right up until, like, 2016. He was like right after this Christmas. Right after the slap, the beatdown. No, right after fame. 
Yeah, like that. Fame was like the last Chris Brown album to capture me. Like, nah, from yeah, Clark, I forgot that. Like, yeah, had like Fortune had some. Yeah, Fortune had some some good records. X had some good records, but it just nah, but what like was that last album he put out with like forty records on Heartbreak on the Full Moon. No, it was um Spice. Heartbreak it's on the Full Moon. That was the Indigo. Indigo really didn't really do didn't it. Like it. it didn't do it. Like this, I would I would I wouldn't say Chris is pop now, but Chris is just not putting his pop rap now. Yeah, but he's not putting the passion in his music like it used to be. No, like he just Chris knows Brown how to used do it to too well. Chris Brown used to make like. The words used to hit. Like uh, you know what happens yeah. though? Like niggas really thought they was to do some bitches when Take You Down came out. But Chris Brown <laughs> like really, for real for real. Like he's been there like for how long since he was like a child? Like he's been not yet, and I don't expect him to years, sound like I don't expect him to sound like he did when he first came out. Like damn nigga don't get But up. it's just like damn. Like the don't hunger, lose though. Yeah, like he's not as hungry. I feel like he can't be. He's been doing it for so long to but the you point where he be. probably get numb to it. But you got people that are that have think, longevity that are still that get back to that hunger. Yeah, but he's trying he's not I trying to grow with his music. Direction. He's trying to like stay like basically I guess in the same circle with the younger people with the music. But you're Chris Brown, you're yeah. always going to be that like he's trying Chris to Brown the, is one of those artists the new sound you feel me he's Chris trying Brown, to stay relevant basically trying to pioneer the new era but Chris Brown is one of those artists that it doesn't I don't feel like it matters whatever you put him in Chris Brown is gonna bang regardless but he still has the hitters though yeah for sure oh for sure for Chris sure. Brown in the 80s would have sounded like he's from the future nigga. but right? he's just more <laughs> engaging with this generation yeah definitely I just yeah, I just miss the Every like five six years, he swish up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like I, I need Chris with me. I just grow with yeah. my music because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like when I see like artists would really like drop the same type of music that they dropped in the last album. Like the baby album. Yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. I don't like that. I feel but, like each album should really grow and really tell a story and really show where you're at right now. Progress. My first EP hit streaming platforms in 2014. And Unorthodox, when I played that EP back, I played when the night that my album dropped, I went back to that EP and I played that EP from start to finish mm-hmm. and then I played Unorthodox from start to finish and I said this is crazy you grew right vocally the pen grew everything like even what I was singing about grew wait so you said you appreciate you know people who you know your favorite artists who actually write their own music and stuff like that but what made you ask other people to write your music for your album. Um that was just more of a that was just more of a collaborative a collaborative um effort. And I think the only way that you can challenge yourself as a songwriter is to be challenged by other styles of writing. So like I don't feel like I could have properly grown as a songwriter if I just stuck in my style of writing so you feel like a good i agree with that so, introduction yeah. album was more of like uh like an experiment yeah like personality test where it's like i want to show you guys i can adapt and form yeah. and mold to different situations Let's, and vibes and that's why i made sure like the whole album wasn't written by other people i made sure i still had those records where it they was just me to you yeah. right and it was just me so it was that was something that 
was very intentional when I went into the album. I said, I really want to work with other writers because I feel like the best way to be a team player is to utilize the people on your team. And it's just like, if I have great writers around me who just happen to be my siblings, let me put y'all niggas to work. (laughs) And it it was even interesting Mm. to see because when we would even just be sitting at the crib and just be coming up with the records, to see how my brother would go and attack a record versus how I would, is like my brother is very much sit him in a room, just put the beat on loop. And he knows how exactly yeah, he like would want to sound. Like leave him alone. Do not talk to him. He's going to work. He's going to work. Just let him cook. He's one of those. I'm one of those where I have to lay down a reference track. So I just go in and I just mumble whatever. I mumble the melody or I mumble the flow and then I'll go back and put the words to it. So like my brain has to section it off. I can't attack everything at once. So it's just like, okay, here's the beat. I know in my head what I want to talk about, but the words aren't there yet. Yeah. And I know the melody. So let me just go and let me put just a babble track down so that I can lock in that melody and then I can kind of like cadence my words right. that way. So I'm more so like I have to take it all apart and put it back together. With my brother, it's just like the words are there. He just has to, what he has to lock in is like the vibe, the vibe that he's going for and the cadence and the flow. So he kind of works like for, like from like left to right and I kind of work the opposite way. Listen, and I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But since you're, um, like you said, this is your project. It's like something that you would want to, this is what, created i've been the pen mm-hmm. and you were using the this is just my opinion yeah, yeah. you were using the these um eps you know to get your foot in the water mm-hmm. this is when i feel like you should have been using your brothers and your families and getting other writers to in a sense collab in those um you know musical trial and errors so you can also learn from them so you can utilize what you learn for them to create this album the then thing is- collab with another project using them so you can have something that you can say like yo i did that inside and out right and the thing you is want that i think that's what i want for the for the um next album and what's crazy about the siblings that worked with me on this album it was more so like a full circle moment. It was like an introduction for me to the industry, but it was more so a full circle, a full circle for the family. For the family. And then it was more so like a full so circle moment for me you. and my brothers. Yeah, I, I, this is more for you're the face, but the people. When I agree look with at the, the team when you look though. at the the info and yeah. it says written by all that. That's yeah. that's great memories. I, mm-hmm. I definitely I like. Where you're coming from, I get. What, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely well, get what you're saying. But I definitely do no, agree but... with where you're coming from. Where you're like growing up, like you know, you had family with you. It's like we made music together. Yeah. So it's like yeah. now that I have something new to drop, I want to have family for the next one. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't either. always that way. That, that, and I mean, that's more on. so like I was just trying to say, like mm-hmm. in a sense, you're kind of like we can make this first album together, and then from there, y'all can't say like I never like. In a, not even to be sound cocky, but right. I put the spotlight on you or got, gave you guys attention. The next one's for me, though. Right, yeah, me? yeah. I do it for the family, mm-hmm. and the next one's for me. And it was it was more so like a full circle personal moment for the album as well, because the brothers that worked with me on this album, we didn't speak for like 
a year and a half to two years prior to me even creating this album. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, I want to say I started working on the album in 2021. We didn't reconnect until late 2020. So it was just like, I'm stepping into this new chapter. We're here. We're stronger than we were before. Let's, Let's work. And it's just like, I think... And I even think even though they were involved in the album, mm-hmm. I still kept the involvement very minimal. Because on the 12, is it 12 or is it 11? On the 11 or 12 songs that's on the record, mm-hmm. on the on the album, right. my brother wrote three. Yeah, my brother wrote three and then my other brother featured. So like the rest of the album... It's just me. Just me. So it's just like, even though they were involved, I still kept the... That's dope. So you still have... You, yeah. You actually still wrote something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like more managerial, yeah. if anything, where it was like, I'm yeah. giving you the concept, right? Yeah. Right to this. It was more, yeah, it was more so like... This is what I was saying, though. For yeah. you, like, um, you said earlier how it was like a teamwork effort, and that's something that I agree on, because mm-hmm. one thing that I, in a sense, fell into the trap of was like... Yes, I can do everything by myself, but doing it efficiently is hard yeah. because there's only one thing I really want to focus on, mm-hmm. which is the writing part. I just want to be, yeah. I actually want to focus on just mm-hmm. the writing because that's where I, my bread and butter is. Right. And recording was the the part that I had to learn. Finding the sound was the part that I had to learn, huh. which is cool listening to your stories because you want to focus on just the recording part yeah. so you can learn a little bit more about that. And when I want to collab, I'm, I want to collab with somebody who can focus on the engineering, who can focus on the mixing master, who can focus on the <laughs> like videography, the photography. So all I got to do is just go in a booth or who can focus on the social media and, and that type of aspect yeah. as far as like teamwork, because I know yeah. I can't do that by myself, but I know my bread and butter is putting the music together right. type shit. And that's, that's why I'm kind of glad that my story went the way that it went in the sense of like you had to learn bro. yeah like, like you in, in those in those trial and it's error periods i'm zero. glad i was in those i'm glad i was putting those projects together by myself so what's your hardest like like your harshest lesson like that you had to learn from one of your trials and errors like through your music like what was that experience that had you like damn you almost kind of like gave it up but you kind of just like got yourself back up knowing like I you really learned from it basically it set the tone for how you want to carry yourself maybe there's moments man it was more so I think to answer that question I think the biggest lesson now for me is keep people close but where that came from was in those trial and error periods it was more so a sense of uh, how can I say this without pissing people off? Um, Piss them off. Say what you gotta say, man. It was say what you gotta <laughs> say for real. You said I've been the pet, right? Bro. Yes. It was more so a sense of don't expect you out of other people. That uh, was the harshest lesson that I learned. Oh, so man, it was shit. Yeah, I agree. Not everybody has the same heart as you. Yeah. So it was like when I, I was agree. in when I was in the trenches and I had started because I had started out on the team vibe. Like I wanted 
people to, to I wanted to grow yeah. together every and everybody wasn't on that same type of time. Nope. Like Just you would you would send verses you would send open verses out to people, they would get them back to you when they felt like it. Never they, got them back. Or never got them back. Or they think like I'm gonna sit there and really wait. Like no, Or they I'm really not. think never mind. I'm gonna pay some astronomical price when it's just like, bro, you nah. have the same amount of streams that I got. I'm not paying you five hundred dollars for a verse. Like let's relax. Calm the fuck like down. I understand that you feel like you're worth that and I'm not saying that you're not worth that. But when I, what I'm not doing is taking five hundred dollars out of my budget for this project to pay you for a verse. I, I'm not like I just I'm not doing that. Wait, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So niggas is asking you for five hundred dollars verses, and then you check their Spotify listeners, and them shits is not busting. Ten. Oh my gosh! Shit, that's ridiculous. Ten. Spotify, wrapped. Spotify for artists wrapped. Three countries. Nah. But five hundred dollars. That's my problem. Like when I did have like Ape Tape three and then I had all the shits busting, that's when I had the good numbers. But once I go quiet and I I, cause I don't like I said, I'm my own team. So once I stop stop, that's it. So like once I take my break, it it drops. But once I'm back on, it's like, oh shit, thank God you're back, blah blah blah. Like I I know what the vibes but I know what I can bring to a record. So like even when I go into collabing with people, I'm even in the vibe now where I'm now starting to open back up myself for features because when I was in my album mode, I was really in my Shit, album mode. Work. And I just, sh- I shut everything down. But now that I'm done with the album and now that I'm outside and I want to work, I'm like, I'm not even on the vibe of like, I'm only really charging people if, like, to keep it a buck, if they press the issue. Like, I'm really in the mode where you I will do the, like I just want to collab. I just like to make like, music. I just want I like Same. I just want to make music. I just want to network. I feel like that's and all then, that yeah, yeah, like I feel like the only I feel like the only time money should really exchange just in my personal opinion is just like if I'm seeing a substantial increase. Yeah. Like if I if I can look at my analytics and say that well, yeah, like you, like yeah, like what you deserve it. Right. Then it would be, then it would be a a case of like, yeah, I have to pay you for that or I have to break bread with you. But it's just like, nah, that's really interesting. And then what's crazy, like, even in my experiences, the niggas that would want to charge you $500 for a verse be the same niggas that don't even promote the record when it comes out. (laughs) So it's just like, I charged you five, you charged me 500 for this. And my project dropped, yeah. and you I, don't want to see it grow. I and paid, me, girl, I paid girls for videos, and they did the same shit. That's wild. And me, I'm promoting everything I touch. What I'm promoting everything I touch, whether yeah. like everything, like all the all the features that I have lined up, every artist can count on when I touch that. You're cut from a different cloth. Oh, yeah, right, like we'll send you the clips. Out. We'll send you the clips of this problem, this driving. Yeah, it's out. Like, I'm, I'm. And I just don't understand, like, if this is part of, if this is a part of your catalog, why wouldn't you want to promote your catalog? Promote your like verse. every feature, every verse, every, like every time you step in that booth, you are adding to your catalog. So I would want to promote everything, yes. especially when people visit your streaming platform, your artist profile, niggas are going to see the records. Yeah. So why not promote the records? Like you have a whole appears on section. Nigga. That's why I charge for features, but. Like you said, only for the people who I feel like I have to, because what I think is I know 100% what I'm going to bring to the table. I know how quickly I could get it done, how efficient, like, 
it's it's like, like I got this shit down to a science. Yeah, basically. we can make this shit at my house. Yeah, <laughs> you can do this shit right now, whenever yeah. you want. Give me forty eight hours, and you're like, gonna I'm not. Have a, if shit. you ask me for a feature, like, let's get it. it let's let's go. Like, if let's my, do a like feature. my first question, <laughs> let's go. Like my first my first question always when an artist asks me for a feature is, what's the schedule like? What's the schedule like? Because like, what's the beat? What's the beat? What's the Like, what's the vibe? I'm not even on the. Like, I don't even want to talk money yet. Let me make sure that we even vibe together. You're worth like, it. Right, right. Yeah. Because I've turned down features before, too. You should. Yeah, where it's like, I don't feel like we are... I don't feel like I can... Mesh. Yeah, and it's even... Not even that. You know why I turned it down? Because you're not efficient enough to get it done in a timely manner like you said you were going to do. If you take too long, I'm sorry. I would rather either cancel the whole verse out or, like, literally just do it myself, period. And, yeah. For real. And what's crazy is, like, I've even... I've had... I used to be so scared to give artists deadlines. That's the type of pussy ass shit I was. Wanting. Nah, you have to. I was so scared to give time. artists deadlines when I would send That's them. The they're just gonna run off. Yeah, but then now with the album, the people that featured on the album, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna need that back. Hmm. Like two weeks. Like the the dead, let's go. The, the deadline. This is the deadline that the label is giving me. I need it. Like two weeks. Yeah, like it's not a joke. Like it's, it's not, not a joke. Single fucking and. and and that's the crazy part about it. It's just like they don't take it seriously. Oh yeah, bro. I just wrote it. Like literally I had an art I had a song feature and basically we were supposed to um, you know, come through like three weeks ago, right? Uh-huh. One week he said, Yeah, not um we said yeah for this week, then he's like, No, I couldn't make it. This week next week he said, All right, some shit that happened. Um, I'll let you know um by the next day some shit that happened. And then now, all right, bet, no problem. When's the next time you want to meet? Hit him up again. Now, niggas, it's completely ghost. That's weird. And it's like certain other people that say they want to record, they want to do the session. They don't want to put a deposit down. It's like, I'm not here to play those games. Yesterday's price is not today's price. I'm not waiting on your time the way I was waiting on your time. By next week, you don't hit me back up. And then the thing is, if you really want to keep it a stack, when we get the verses back, it's not even better than mine. (laughs) I'm just asking you because sometimes I don't feel like writing two verses. But still, I still need it as a tiny man because then I'm going to want to write the second verse. You ever like hate when you like, go to have a feature and they write something that's entirely off track of what you're writing. Yo, bro, I have a feature and I had to cancel the whole the whole song. Like, I was like, damn, I feel bad. I haven't hit him up since. Damn. And he's a really good artist, but I thought he would be able to adapt to the sound and at least make it sound cohesive, but he went far left. And I was like, I can't even do it. And, and that's I'm going to have to have a conversation with him. I'm not going to disrespect him and not say anything before I drop the project. But mm-hmm. I'm just be like, Yo, I'm, hey, man, I'm sorry, but I just didn't think the song was like, you know, good for the album. And just keep it like professional and respectful because I fuck with him. He's a good dude. You know, I like this music. That's why I asked and I made a beat. He performed it on his, pla- uh, like, you know, with his own lyrics on his platform. So that was really cool. His name is Joe Rock. You know, shout out to my boy, but I'm sorry you didn't make the album. I fuck with you though. We are yeah, gonna work on another song. Seven, yeah, yeah, it's not. Nah, I'm gonna hit him up still. This is, before this this drops too. <laughs> what episode is this? Nineteen. We gonna get him in I think this is nineteen. It's, we are we gonna get Joe Rock. But yeah, actually, damn, why I didn't hit Joe we'll Rock up? Yeah, we'll I'm gonna hit. Yeah, Joe Rock, I'm gonna hit you up. We got. We just gotta find our sound because I realized that you. 
I have to cater to your sound. Yeah. And then if I have to do that, we can make a good sound because we can, we just have to find the right sound together. I'm not saying trash, bro. I just yeah, that song per, in particular, I think both of us, what didn't give our greatest effort. In life. And I think, but I think that's a good lesson for artists to know and understand that if you send a record to someone and they decline it, it's never a personal attack at you at you as an artist or your music. It's just shouldn't take it as a slight. It's yeah, like I've got declined. I've de- I've gotten declined. Yeah. And when I when the record actually when I actually was able to finish the record, then I was just like, yeah, I, I could see Wait. why. So when you've gotten declined, was that one of your biggest failures? Not necessarily. Did we get into that? My biggest failure? Yeah. My, I feel like we skimmed over it. No, he did mention it. I think he said it was... What was it? My biggest what? failure was expecting... Yeah. The, yeah expecting okay. myself out of the people. There we go. That yeah. was... Yeah, that was Damn, yeah. so you really got it good then. You're starting out fresh. If that's what your biggest failure, that's not really your harshest lesson. You're you're pretty... You got to be probably ready for more failure. But... But... Mm-hmm. but I, <laughs> Nah, but I've also experienced a lot of failure because I've also been told no a shit ton of times too. Like I, I get that. Like a shit ton of times. Like the I, got, I mean the person he is is the the lyrics that are coming out too. So we gotta you gotta think as well. I mean other like I had like D- musical failures. Like I had DJ Clue right? decline me. Damn. I had DJ Clue decline me um for a single that I was trying to get in rotation on Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Had him decline me. Had a couple. Um, like, how did he decline you? He. It was just a. Um. It was just a simple email that. Um. You know. I just didn't. I just don't think that. Um. This single would be right for. Um. The current like you know vibe of the show like yeah. sonically, but um. Rhythm he, and flow declined me too, man. It's well, just they just never got back to me two years later. I'm, I'm still waiting for the <laughs> response. That shit, bro. It's, just one of, it's just one of those things. But but I've, I've also been told no a shit ton of times. Yeah, and, yeah. especially and, by women. But the thing is, yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily look at those as failures. Those no, are just like, lessons. Yeah, they're just lessons for me. I've never, I've never taken it personal when I've gotten told no. It's just like, okay, I just got to work harder. That's just how I look at it. Wait, I just have to work you, harder. You've had taken it personal, but it just depends on who told you. Because you said you were sad on DJ Clue. You sad. Me? I'm, to get in there. <laughs> I'm just trying. I want to make okay. sure the, the, they don't catch you slipping out. Maybe, maybe sad wasn't like the opera, That Maybe that wasn't the best word to use. It was just like, it was one of those things where I just knew, like I was so confident in the record. I was just like, there's not one DJ out there. That wouldn't want this record in their possession. Yo, who's DJ Clue, man? Power One Hundred Five One DJ in New York. Desert Storm. <laughs> late, late. Gotta hear a song, some shit from you. <laughs> you know, they do shit. Like I feel this. like I know DJ you know Clue, Clue, but I, I just feel like I, I've never seen his face. I just heard his yeah, name. Yeah, Clue is one of those DJs. Clue is one of those low key DJs, though. Yeah, he, but he's like he's one of the the popular ones, though. Right. He yeah he's very prevalent in the industry, but it That's was dope. one of those he was he was trying to like um Where start a, on New York though, Brooklyn. So you you had to pay him to even get rejected, or do you just sent them an email and then that was it? 
That's so not he he was it was a um it was a situation he was it was a mixtape he was hosting at the time and he had wanted to um it was a mixtape he was hosting at the time and he wanted artists to submit you didn't have to pay like to up submit coming artists yeah oh. up and co- he wanted to put like a a compilation mixtape together of like up and coming talent and it was just like submit the record um or submit your three best records and then um then they'll you know email you either way and then whoever got picked that single that was on the mixtape also got spun oh, that's on dope. Desert Storm. Yeah, Fun Fun Flex like, is wild. And whoever got did you ever hear whoever it was that got dropped and stuff? Yeah, the the mixtape was fire. It was like good. When, yeah, it was it was a fire. Feel like you could have fit on there. No, uh, not with the music. Like not with the music that I was making at the time. Okay, so like it was like I was making some depressing ass music, and it was like, oh damn, that <laughs> was like yeah, I was making some depressing ass music. Like, and I'm just lit, not crying the club. <laughs> right, That's low key how I record, started too. Yeah, my record was my record would have definitely it was definitely one of those crying the club records. So I definitely understood. That's why it wasn't. Okay, see, that makes sense. Yeah, once crying it dropped, the club records. What? I mean, just the sad songs. Bro. We dancing in the club, but we crying at the same the time. Now, what you mean? Just sad in the club. It was, it was just one of those, like, if you heard it in the club, it would just hit you and you would just start to Cry reminisce. River. It, you would just start to reminisce on whoever oh. you were dealing with at that time. I should time. call her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was one of those. Damn. Like, it was one of those I should call type of records. Like, yeah, I've never listened to a song and be like, I should call her. You ever fucked a girl to your music? God, no. <gasps> Why not? Why? Was she really fucking? You make R and B music, yeah. Sucks. Mm-hmm. You make make love music. Make mess. Drop messages to yourself like, "Don't stop pumping." Like, you don't. Fuck, <laughs> you never fucked a girl to your music seriously. Yeah, you should. Try but it. that's also because I don't have a girl. Number one, a girl. I don't have a girl. I don't have any girl. Number one, so. no girlfriend has ever. Also, is it is it because you just recently started single with the music? Mm-mm. How old were you when you started music? When I started music for real, for real, 2014, I was 17 going on. No, I was 19, really. So I started music professionally late. And then, yeah. That's and then, But that, but, okay. So for context, the reason why girls have never gotten fucked to my music is because by the time I started making music professionally, I had just... Stop fucking girls. Well, you don't know that they haven't um been fucking to your music. They just probably haven't been fucking. I'm sure my ex girlfriends have fucked to my music. I'm sure. Because yeah. I make great music. And they told me you I make do. great music. So they probably I'm sure they were topping some I'm other sure. niggas off with some but, music, huh? But I think that's what makes my journey unique also. And that Can I ask you a question? I think that's just weird though. Mm-hmm. What if your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Is chilling with you. Right. And he's an artist. Mm-hmm. And you're not the artist. Right. And you have a girl, right? Mm. And she wants to have sexual intercourse, but play your friend's no. music. Nah. You're gonna let that happen. Will no. you get erected? No. What if you were already fucking? No. Then the music came up. Soft. Because <laughs> it's just like, bro, like it's, it's one thing. It's one thing if I'm. It's one thing if I'm having sex to Chris Brown. I don't really know that nigga. Fuck <laughs> that. But it's just that. like, bro, I smoke with this nigga. Yeah, like I'm. Par- I party with this. Like, imagine you just like. Imagine, never imagine you have sex to your to your homeboy's music and then go and chill with him after. That's just mad. That's just weird. Yeah. You know, you singing all the lyrics with him. He's yeah. like, yeah, bro, you really fucking my music. And then, be, and I think the prime thing that makes That's it funny. weird is because 
you often, especially if the sex is good, you associate that song with that person. Yeah, that you just think that I'll be damned you sitting in the room yeah. over here looking at Nah, nah, but what if they, like, should the go to the beat, yeah. though? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, no. Nah, I, mean, I, mean, nah, I just feel like I wouldn't, I would be tight, but at the moment, I would take advantage of the situation and probably be a little bit more, like, rough and aggressive. And then, but, but then more time, like, I fuck with my homeboy's music. So I'm not even thinking about having sex. I'm oh, really so thinking about like the artist, like my friends. boy. Yeah, like, like my this is really my music. this is really my boy, and I really know this song. Like yeah. I really want to be rapping along right now. I really don't want to be like yeah, I can't be in jeans. That's yeah, yeah, so that's like, awkward. Yeah, that's, that's awkward. awkward, bro. That's awkward. You be fucking your own music? Nah, but think about it. Like, huh? You fucked your own music? I've had. And like with the different girlfriends as well. Not to toot my own. Are they singing your lyrics like while they fucking? They're probably fucking other niggas right now listening to my music. You sure about that? I agree. <laughs> you don't think that's awkward. You don't think they didn't know? Huh? What if the ex knows? Well, what if the significant other of your ex knows that you're their ex? That's their fucking business. It. I doubt it. But that well, got yeah, this under- <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> they're probably doing it all. This undercover artist, yeah, you're just going up, yeah. What that got to do with me? Can oh, I keep yeah. it calm? No, let me stop. But I don't got, especially if, yeah, that don't got nothing to do with me. I've but, asked you a lot of questions, man. Do you have any for us? Yeah. What made y'all want to do a podcast? Mm. Nope. Not so, y'all. Nope. He's telling the wrong story. Let me pop this off, bro. I'll <laughs> take this one from here. It's not y'all. I came on a journey, mm-hmm. like my favorite fucking anime character, his as well, which is why he's here with me. One Piece, Luffy, all right? Okay. He started in a fucking barrel and he reached and set sail with nobody and wants to get pieces of people little by little. <sighs> For two that's, years, that's okay? I've been trying to start this fucking podcast right. with three people. Okay? okay, so for a long time, I tried two other people, like you said, dates and times, try to commit, they're full of shit, right. did not work out for multiple occasions, then mm-hmm. I didn't, and I couldn't just find the right people who I felt like I can talk to for a decent time, and then not be like, uh, this is a job, but right. this is yeah. like an actual vibe, you feel mm-hmm. me? So... <clears throat> I, it was hard to find them. I don't know what made me think about, you know, after like a while, me and Jordy started like in the, I mean, Rad started hanging out like a lot. I do that a lot. Pay <laughs> for that trademark. Yeah, facts. Me and Rad, we just started hanging out a lot and then we actually started having good conversations. Yeah. And I started, I was telling him already too about how I wanted to start this podcast. And I was just like, you know what, bro, you want to do it? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I was, on like on the hunt for the third person mm-hmm. and we found the third person and the third person ended up not being you know able to be fully committed and then we found another person you know him he was on your feature eli oh, and yeah, same thing as the thoughts. first host and um we was just like you know what me and you were gonna do it me and rad so commit yeah the reason why i wanted to do a pod is I, like you said, um, you know how people were um just dropping music, and then what I would do is I would just drop music, drop my videos, and you know 
<laughs> when it's people commenting or replying to me, I would engage with them, but that's it. Right. So they didn't necessarily get to know me very well because mm -hmm. I wasn't really talking that much or doing any interviews or anything like that. So I, I also wanted a different like avenue of something else that I can do and want to do. So like, I was just like, you know what? Podcasting would be a good way because I have a lot of stupid shit to say, a lot of smart shit to get out. And it showcases personality. Yeah, too, and so that's why I did it. I wanted to so have people to see who I am, like in a different aspect. Finally, yeah. get to know me personally. Not that I would give the hundred percent out to the public like that, but right. I mean, at least get, get a personality. Get at yeah. this point, but <laughs> get a personality. I mean, personally, for me, I ended up joining. I mean, in high school, me and a couple friends, we actually wanted to start one as well. We just never ended up getting the equipment. Like we had the plans, everything sorted out. But we were gonna get that shit popping, and just never did it. Damn, Years see? went, yeah, literally, right? Years went by. Um, yeah, I met Loso and shit. You know, like over the years, like he mentioned to me, he mentioned it to me. But like, I was working, I was in a relationship, yeah, yeah. other stuff like that, and not a lot of time. Did we talk about that in another episode? Possibly, I don't remember about the journey. We, we oh yeah, we yeah, met. we met. It, that was the last part. But um, yeah. So then from there, I think yeah, just like beginning of this year. So you know, it's just more or less like you know, I have I've had the same job for a couple of years now. So I've I've wanted to like personally branch out and do something else in the yeah, future but yeah. it's just i don't know what else to do i've worked so many other jobs that personally i can't see myself working other jobs unless it's something that i really want to be doing so like something like sharing my voice and sharing like how i feel literally my personality or showcasing other artists and shit like that and being able to just talk with my boy about like this shit we enjoy yeah i figured it was worth giving a shot to committing to because it is something that in the long run could pay off i mean yeah. i know personally i, I fuck with i eventually would want to be doing like uh twitch streaming and shit like that trying to get some gaming stuff out there for the yeah. world to see or like, just have vibes like you know people coming to chill with me and then like even just sharing my voice like this someone can hear it and be like he'd make a really good like character and i can mm -hmm. do voice acting like my that's a major goal i've definitely want to do voice acting at least once in my life for something important but i appreciate you taking this journey with me and taking this step because yeah, okay. you don't understand how long it's been where i just want to find i want i i do want a team yeah like i do it's, it's not that i want to do everything by myself mm -hmm. but i want people as committed as i am because like-minded people will be able to, to go for for sure go yeah for me and i think that that was one of the biggest things that i learned going into the album too it was just like I tried, like, and that was a part of my trial and error journey too, putting the EPs together. At the same time that I was putting the EPs together, I was yeah. also trying to put my team together. Like I was old, I was too. trying to put people in place and it was just like it wasn't working. So I and, did it on my own until and I, I just did the right it on people. my I did it on my own and then I did it like I went into doing it with my family. And then like to be honest, like my team is gonna evolve yeah. after this. Like you know what's better about doing it on your own though? Yeah. Because unfortunately, after all the rejection, after all the shit that, you know, you went through, the trial and error, you finally decided and you say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it on my own. <laughs> so in order for you to do it on your own and in order for you to do it successfully, you have to learn the shit yeah. that you need to know in order yeah, to do it. For sure. So for once you know the shit that you need to know, it doesn't matter if you go, like, if you don't have a team now, because you can literally create your own by passing on the knowledge to the people who choose to want to be yeah. by your side. And, like, now you can choose who you want mm -hmm. and then just train them to help you out. You yeah, feel me? Instead of sure. trying to find the people who are already experienced and then everybody just wants to be, like, you know, the face of everything instead of just, you know, playing their role and staying in their lane type shit. And, like, and I think that's what, that's what the bridge 
to the next album is going to be like trying to figure out what that next team looks like. I do have a question for you too. Mm-hmm. But you were you were talking. I'm sorry. Nah, it's cool. But um, I, yeah, I think that's going to be part of the um the bridge to the next album is trying to find out what that next team looks like. Because right now, any EPs in the team like to like give out more personality, or are you just going to go straight to albums for the for the rest of it? The label wants me to drop an EP in the third quarter. No, in the second quarter, they want me to start working on the EP now, and they want me to drop it like second quarter but i don't know because i also wanted like i realized what my songwriting style is and i realized like when listening to my music i pull from life Mm. so i feel like with the next album i just want to be more carefree with like with any project whether it's an ep or an album i just want to be more carefree i just want to let life happen and as life happens write it record it it may end up on a project. It may not. I respect it. Just record it. Because I egg Allen pull approach, like yeah. sitting up, sitting in some room and soak up some people coming in. Yeah, shit just like that, going on. I just want to live, like, because I think even before, like, with the album, everything was so meticulous. Mm-hmm. Everything, like, I was on top of everything, and I as I should be, but it also, like, I also struggle struggle to find the balance at times between having fun with the album and then also like being on top of everything, like delegating tasks and doing all of that type of stuff. So there's a balance. There, there is a balance to be found. And I think I finally found it at the end. I think that's why when the album came out, it was such a sigh of relief. It was like so many different emotions at once. It's like, okay. And you did say something like with some, like that was very nonchalant earlier and we kind of like just passed it. But did you tell me that you didn't have sex since you started the album? No. And how long did you um? How long have you been working on the album? Um, since March of twenty twenty one. I am so envious of you right now because I am complaining that I haven't had sex in two months, and my man has haven't had sex in a year. Fully dedicated to an album, guys. This man. I wish I had, like, (laughs) I do have music, but I have to start practicing it with it behind because I just don't want to look embarrassed, you know, (laughs) fucking it up. I have music and everything, though. Would you consider yourself, like, um... Yeah, me, me. No. That's our theme song <laughs> music for the pod, guys. Jungle Squad. Normally save us for the end. Yeah, I just want to see. I didn't even know that was the button type shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what were you hoping? I don't know. Like, the round of applause? <laughs> it's the red one. It's the red one. But did you change it? There ain't nothing playing no, on that shit. <laughs> Oh, it's our air sirens. <laughs> <laughs> that shit played later sounds. He does. I'm fumbling the bag. That's why I don't play those. But I will get it. Do you feel like like sex is was a distraction or is it just like you consider yourself like asexual or were you just like literally over? He just hasn't like, found the over word. women and you were just sex like, is one of sex is one of those things where one it was a distraction and two <laughs> whatever I'm going through at that time is going to reflect in my music. And I didn't want any type of relationship stuff to reflect in my music, just because I didn't want that at the forefront, just because I feel like people are nosy. And I'm nobody. That's a part of your music. No, it, it is a part of my music, but <laughs> experience is what makes music a part of my music. But not who you are. It's not who I am. And then also, too, I feel like 
when you step into, I feel like when you step into a space like the music industry, where it's like predominantly straight men, no matter where, what type of genre it is. I would disagree, especially in today's artists. Not, but it's only now though. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. But it's like, it's still one of those things that you have to, we're losing right now. You have to be <laughs> not even men. New York City. You have to be. You have to walk a fine line when introducing those type of things in music. I from agree. what I've from what I've found. So that's why I don't. I haven't found a way to introduce like how you want to talk about sex in your music. Yeah, because it's I mean, just like okay. It's just like are you? I'm just a singer that happens to be gay. Yeah, right. see, I was actually just about to ask I'm that. I'm a singer that happens to be gay. You're gay? I don't want to be, yeah. Oh, I okay. don't want to be the, the gay singer. I get that. You're so the first that artist. Niggas ain't gonna look at me like that I've had bullshit. on this pod, but you're right. not the first gay artist I've worked with. See, and that, and that was like, even, and that was like a, a issue that I faced even with the, the album. Like I had, it was two features decline. <laughs> Two features because he was gay. Yeah, two That's straight. Though. Yeah, two straight men um declined. I'm some my water. I finished that shit. Yeah, I think so. Damn. <laughs> That's actually really crazy. Not, but yeah, two people declined me. Yeah, two people declined me just because they didn't feel like they didn't feel like they could work on the um the type of record that I had presented, knowing that I wasn't talking about a female. So it was like one of those... Oh, so you're talking about niggas. It's okay. So you're saying not, that you haven't had sex because you just haven't found the right man yet. Is it an artist? Not, I have, no, I, think I have the right one. It oh, was so just like a lockdown. Yeah, it was just like a lockdown yeah, type like, of situation. Like he when said I, where he said he didn't want his main inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he for you though? Yeah. being loyal to you though. Yeah, having a nigga wait for a year. I, a I know if a girl has bro, bro. me waiting for a year, bro. I actually cheated on a girl who had me waiting for ten months. <laughs> but the the crazy thing is, it was, not that I'm proud of that. I'm the crazy thing is, it. it was his idea when I started the album. Oh, this nigga love love you. It was a, it was his it was his idea when because he, he was just like you ever seen how to get away with murder? Absolutely. Yes, you know the um the two um I forgot their names though the, the Asian and the um what's no, not, not West. The the other white dudes. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. The only name. two white dudes yes. in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't yeah. remember. Y'all like them. Damn, I forgot his name. Not that y'all bought that you're white, but the they, like the name? love that they had for each other was Nate? crazy. No. Nate. Oh, Nate. yeah. Nate. It was, was Nate. One, yeah, Nate. No, it wasn't Nate. That's the black dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nate is the one who was fucking Viola Davis. And, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it wasn't Nate. <laughs> I didn't yeah. watch that show Yeah, I just got done watching the last two seasons. It was fucking incredible. Great end to the show, guys. It was really, really fucking amazing. And I just want to let you guys know that Viola Davis is probably one of the greatest actresses of all yeah, time. Definitely top paid five for this. But she's that great. woman can act. That oh. last scene Ooh. when she defended herself and like it was her versus the United States of America and they tried to get her I mean, for the she went to death war penalty. With <laughs> like yo that was wild we went to war with that. Yeah she handled for the case sure. by herself like bro that shit was amazing. Great show. Not the side. Yeah. But to get back to the music shit, there was one question that I wanted to ask you about the artists before I forget. Um, do you feel like artists, you know, are naturally, you know, social, like have social anxiety issues? Like I they're very in introverted. I have it real bad. That's why 
Nigga, you're introverted. What do you think? Me? <laughs> yeah. You I don't have that anxiety I'm the when truth. it comes to like... Yeah. I, I have social anxiety bad. I'll do it regardless of what, yeah. whether the fear is in it. Like, no. the fear is only the fear of failure, but it's not the fear of doing it. But I'll do it anyway because I still have to know whether I'm going to fail or not. I just have to not think about it. <clears throat> and that's just like how I go into I just have to jump into it. Like, let me just go into it. Because if I think about it, like... The minute I start thinking about it, I'm going to get into my own head. I'm going to psych myself out. So I have to just like go into it. And that's like now, now that I'm actually like putting my set together and I'm actually rehearsing and I'm actually rehearsing for performances. Now I'm comfortable to go and do performances. Before it was like the social anxiety of it all. It was just like, it's just the feeling of looking into a crowd and I don't know nobody, but like the people that came here to see me, which is like, Really and intrusive. Like five or six. That are here to judge you. And then it's just the pe like it's five or six people <laughs> that came here to see me. It's like fifty people that are just here to like they've never seen me, they've never heard my music. They're just there to judge. And it's just Who like cares? just make sure you get the verse right in That's there. where I'm at now. That's where I'm at now. I'm just <clears throat> you gotta know now I'm gonna give perform. a fuck, bro. That's one of my things too, because I <clears throat> I was never a sensitive person. It was like, I wish I would do what you did, which was kind of, like, not have sex for a while because it, it kind of, like, fucked with my judgment a little bit and it fucked with the amount of, like, content that I probably could have been putting out and more energy towards it that Having I could, the money could have been doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I could have found... I have to find, like, a bit more of a balance type shit. Yeah. Now it's just, like, I've completely cut all ties with the vagina right now, and I'm just chilling right now. And but you realize that you're the most focused and productive, bro. In the last two weeks, I made half an album. Telling you, beats mixed and mastered, fully done, ready to go. It sounds mad when you like say it out loud, but when you're like actually doing it, and when the when you like see what the final product is, not to say that I would have made a trash album if I was having sex. Yeah, what the fuck? I the, make great albums. The, 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 I, yeah, I make yeah, great albums. Let's just be very clear. I make great music, but I just, there was nothing clouding my judgment. I was able to really explore every, cause explore like, yourself, yeah, man. cause, so you talk about your, you know, what yeah, you're going through, who you are, like your gay and your music. Yeah, I talk about it. Like, you said even, your father was a pastor. Yeah. How did that conversation go? It didn't, because I didn't have it with him. You didn't tell him? I, I didn't tell him. My mother told him. I, t I did that on purpose, because yeah, I knew I, I couldn't I knew I knew couldn't face him and have that conversation, so I knew that that's, if I told my mother, she was going to tell everybody. You know so that's I think, just kind of... I think that... That's not... I don't know. I'm not a therapist, but that's where your anxiety and your fear comes from. I think if you face him, it'll probably... And have that conversation. Oh, we've talked now. Like You told him already? Yeah, like, we we've had, like... When my mother broke broke the news to him, then he came to yeah, me. We actually yeah, had like that conversation. Yeah, then we actually had to have a conversation. I'm just like, say? okay. It was he was just more so along the lines of like, you know, I don't necessarily approve of it, but the only like I can just the, accept myself. the only right and the only condition that I have is that any nigga that you choose to deal with, just make sure that it's like he's on the up and up because. I don't approve of it, but I will still put Love my you. hands on who I have to put my hands on if it does get there. So it was, he was just, he's cool now. He's cool now. Now, when we first, like when the news first broke, we didn't speak for like two weeks. We were in the same house, mm -hmm. but it was tension. That's like crazy. tension. He would look at me, I would look at him and we would still like, 
if you if you saw us as a family outside, you wouldn't think like nothing like that is going on at home because we still went to church every Sunday. Still was the happy family, the happy first family of the church. We kept the image up. We kept the image up. You know, sang on the choir, did what I had to do. But when we got home, it was beef. It was beef. He did, like he did not talk to me. He went out of his way to, like, he would address the rest of my siblings, but purposely not say nothing to me. But I was still being addressed. Like I still had to get up and do what was being asked. Yeah. But I just wasn't being asked directly to do it. Your father's so. probably cut from like a different cloth. And and yeah, he, and that's what I expected. Like, like, yeah, and he comes from a general. Yeah. He comes from a lineage of pastors, so it's just like I understand. Like you're really like need like you, yeah, didn't, you have to respect like, each other's yeah. beliefs because at the end of the day, if he's a, what Christian Catholic Christian, yeah. so if that's what he believes, he can still love you, but yeah. he can't. That's as far as it goes. Yeah, and it's it's just one of those things where I meet him in the middle, and I know that with him, he's more of a out of sight, out of mind type of thing. So I don't put it in his face, like at least not in his home. I think it's like that for most parents, like though dealing with like a a gay child and stuff. It's like I just said it in mind. It's like why do I have to worry about it? Right. Yeah. It's like I mean, and then at the end of the day, though, like I said, like I just think that's still your kid. You should still love. Love them, appreciate them, you know. You love each other, but don't disrespect each other. Exactly. And the thing is, he's able to love me because me being gay isn't my identity. It's not who I am. So he's just like, even though like some people, some people could look at it as like, well, if he can't really accept you being gay, like, can he really love all of you? Yeah, because me being gay, like my identity is not tied to that. I feel so like I'm still very fa- much his son. My brother, my brother's gay. Duh, yeah. it, took, it took a while for my brother to come out. My so sister's like, gay, and I, I understand yeah, where he's coming from. Where it's just like, yeah, it takes it takes a second, but yeah, accept them. It's, yeah, it's just one of those but things. That's not who they all are. Like, yeah, we're cool. My brother, his whole life, like my brother put me on the anime, like shit, like that, like you yeah. know, like. We're, like, push it we're on, cool though. now, yeah. And he does. He shouldn't push whatever on you. Yeah, you guys we don't push anything to, on each other. Yeah. I don't I, like even if it's a um, even if it's a thing where like I go over to um, I go over to their house and like even if um, my man will drop me off at my house, like he'll still come in. He'll speak cool, and then he'll just go because it's not cordial. It's not even, yeah, like cordial. It's not that he's not wanted or he's not welcome. It's just that he knows, like, if my parents had a choice, he wouldn't be here. So he just plays the back. And he's still very respectful. And they're respectful of each other. He speaks. It's not like a thing where, like, you know, he speaks and my father just ignores him. All right. You're getting me confused here. You want to know why? And actually a little annoyed because, (laughs) (laughs) first of all, you just told me you were gay. Yeah. And you're black, right? That is probably one of, like, the hardest things (laughs) to be in the United States of America. Where is your fucking social anxiety and your depression and all this non-confidence crap? Where were the fuck is that coming from? If you already, to me, have a little bigger battle and a bigger fight with what you're talking about now than just music shit. But it's that fight. It's that that actual fight. It's that that fight that, yeah, like, because my, not even my, just my social anxiety, my anxiety in general just came from being gay and being black. Because when I stepped into rooms, So that affects your music? 
it, it affects it affects it should apply I mean, it to your music to where you should like engage it affects, into it, it. it's the same way as us walking in a room being black affects the way we are perceived him being gay is definitely no but I'm saying like that should be in like like I mean not in all scenarios and, 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 and I'm sorry in ignition to like him applying those feelings into his music that should be no, the soul center of it because if that's where the social anxiety is that's what you're gonna use to I feel like it. that's where that's where I am now with it but I feel like it was definite I had to go through that journey to get there because I had to figure out what the root of the anxiety was because I didn't know so what, what was the, it is the is it's, the it's game the or is it your father is it like not, the it's music not even, it's just I didn't realize how I didn't realize in how many different areas of my life me being gay affected. It affect it affects mm. you mentally, it affects you emotionally, it affects you like in your in my nine to five, it affects me in music too. Because it's just like you never know how you're gonna be perceived when you walk into a room. But how do and you perceive yourself? And I'm late. That's what I'm <laughs> And that's where I'm at now. But it's just like so. I'm confident in myself now, but it's just like when you're a... Uh, when you're like a 15 or a 16 year old black gay boy and you don't necessarily have the familial support at that time and you already feel like you're alone in this, when you go out and then you receive negative perception from other people, now you you definitely feel like you're alone because it's just like niggas in my house don't even fuck with me. Niggas outside don't even fuck with me. Who yeah. the fuck fucks with me? And then it's just like, that's what caused me to shut down and not even want to do music because it's just like, who cares if I express myself? Like, who cares if I express myself? Because n- niggas don't even care about me for real. So why would I think that niggas are going to care about the music that I'm putting See, out? See, I can relate to the sense where, like, because I was a um, person... That's gay. Was like, gay. Get now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was a person who was, like, um, a child of, like, divorce type shit. So it was, like, both of my family members were, like, moving all the time. Yeah. So, like, when... They would also take turns to watch me throughout the year. So I was bouncing back state to state, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, New York. And like everybody kept saying hey, when I was in New York, damn, nigga, you sound like you're from Jersey and mm-hmm. vice versa. So I was never finding a good place to fit in. And then Connecticut was the same thing. Like I had to, since I went to college in CT, I had to literally use that to find who I, I am and who to accept yeah. They accepted both because it's literally Connecticut, it's literally New Jersey and New York put together. It's crazy. See, now my question is, how was it being a gay black man with Jeffrey Dahmer glasses when Dahmer came out, bro? Because that was the question. Those are Jeffrey Dahmer glasses? Yeah, those are the exact same glasses. Niggas was looking at me crazy after that Dahmer shit came out. (laughs) I ain't wear these glasses, but like, I ain't wear these glasses that, that whole like first week that shit came out and niggas was talking about. Niggas was coming up to like, relax. Those are prescription glasses? (laughs) Oh, so. Damn, that's the worst. They put a stigma on them shits, bro. It's it's crazy. But like, being gay is cool now, so. Yeah, of course. Now, I I think that's why I'm able to like, walk more in it now. Because it's more, I would say, accepted now. Um, You still have those. Do you think that's like planned or do you think it's like something that's happened naturally? I think it's definitely been planned and definitely orchestrated and focused in on in the world to be yeah. important, bro. Yeah. But I feel like that's a topic for another There was time, there was a there was a time when they wasn't even letting us in. Like when what? They weren't even letting us in. Like they weren't even letting members of the LGBT community in. When did you know? All. To the music music industry? Yeah. Like they were they Jesus. Was, 
Like, there was a time when they wasn't even like... That's like, impossible because a lot of the niggas was gay. I mean, that's why they were all Especially undercover back in the day. They were not undercover. O- not openly, though. Yeah, they were like, undercover. Look at what they did. Look at what they did. Like, I guarantee you Frank Ocean would be... Frank Ocean would be revered as one of music's illest songwriters right now if he would have never came out. Frank Ocean gay? He's bisexual. And he came out after he, he put out... about a man. Yeah. And after he put out Channel Orange and he came out and on um, the visual for Thinking About You dropped and he dropped a whole note to the man that he wrote it about. After that, it, niggas was not fucking with Frank. After, I niggas mean, again, Frank, Frank left, left. He dropped what he wanted and got out. And I feel he like that's... Right? Yeah, and I feel like that's why... That's part of why he did it because he was saving himself all of that backlash and all of that headache that he yeah. knew he was going to have to go through. Now, is it great? Like if if Frank Ocean would have came out now, oh, he would have been thriving now because now you have it's it's like it's not Pioneer. normal, but it's like but he definitely walked so he that okay. so that niggas could listen to it, and then after they were like, he oh shit, he's music. gay. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it, I'm listening. To I didn't even know he makes good music though. So I, I like that's to me what it matters. It's like obviously you like what you like, but it's like as long as you have some. Something that you and I can relate to. Right. Why can't we, in a sense, like? Coexist? And that's why I, 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 I'm very intentional in the way that I write. That's why it's not like a lot of pronouns. It's not like a lot of gender specific. Right. Because okay I want everyone to feel it. I want everybody right? to feel it. Yeah. All right. Cool. I understand the pronouns and shit like that, but like, it's if you want to. So, like, for example, because I don't want to be rude here. I'm not just. I'm. I'm trying to be. Since you're here, right. I have a lot of questions. I don't really like my sister is gay, but what? she literally moved to Arizona, <laughs> so I can't <laughs> ask her any questions. She doesn't answer my text messages, so like I'm generally interested in, in you guys. I have friends who were gay, well, they're gay, and like I'm, we're chilling, but we we don't ever talk about anything personal. But I respect the fact that you're one very open. Yeah. It sounds like to me that you're not necessarily, you don't sound like you're not confident. You sound like the shit that you went through actually has made you to who you are today. Facts. And I can respect the journey. So Facts. how can, um, I feel like, how can that help you, you know, advise like another person going through your, sh- like what you went through, through your music? Like, w- w- do you see yourself in a sense, you know, because you went through something hard, do you see yourself guiding another person like that? Like, not a sponsor, but... Like no, but I, I've, definitely like had, I've definitely had, like, younger, like, gay artists DM after, like, putting music out. And, and, like, they've reached out and told me, like, you know, just to keep going, just to keep, like, how I'm inspiring them to pursue what they want to pursue. And, like, my advice to them is just... Just be you. Like, just be you. Your tribe is going to find you. And I think that was another big lesson that I learned. Like, regardless of your sexual orientation, but, like, if you're an artist, just put out the music. The people that are supposed to be listening to the music are going to find you. Like, don't go and look for them. Um, But they definitely do DM me all the time and tell me how... I'm an inspiration to them. So that's what that's definitely what keeps me going and what keeps me to have like records like Have Mercy on the album and Finish Line on the album. Those are songs about the challenges that I face. Like I even have a single out um 
I even have a single out that I put out in 2020 yeah. called Best Friend. And that record is like the challenges that I went through with my um with my mother, like when I first came out to my mother. And like the visual for that was really crazy. Um and I like I it's definitely the center of it. And I even like even that record that I'm talking about, I used the visual to to illustrate like exactly what happened the day that I like I came out to my mother. Like yeah. I came home, she was on the phone. Damn, that's like, crazy, man. Talking to my sister, talking to her, um my aunts spreading and all of that type of yeah, spreading the news. And I literally walked in on her spreading the news, and it was just that uh like we got into it, we got into a whole argument in the house, all of that. So like it's it's definitely very prevalent in music. But that's dope. like anybody else that's in that space that's going through that, just keep your head down, keep working. There's like be at focused. The, at the time, yeah, be focused. Be focused. Don't let anything, don't let anybody pivot, like knock you off your pivot. There are going to be people that are going to make you feel like you're not worthy of their, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not worthy of their approval or because you're not, you don't fit into a certain social structure or your sexual orientation is not like, you know, the prevalent one. So I don't, I don't look really care Nas. about your sexual Lil Nas research. X, he's doing great. So. Yeah, he's doing great. Like, Lil Nas X is doing great. Saucy Santana's doing great. Like, you have... Like, they're coming. So, like, they, everybody's... Everybody's doing good. And I think yeah. that's... It's more accepted now. So, I, I'm definitely... I think that gave me, like, a confidence kicker as well. Like, it's... It's more accepted now. So, I could kind of move, like, more freely. Move. Like, I could move... Accordingly, I could move freer now because we're good. I think this was a good part. Yeah, it was lovely yeah. to have you, man. Thank, like, thank we're you. We're gonna get out of here in a sec, but before we do, I mean, is there anything you want anyone to know? You got any plugins for any future things coming out that people should look out for? I mean, remember, we're not. Well, by the time we post this, like, if there is something you're posting within like the next two months or so, you may not see it. So, is there anything you know coming like out that you're excited to drop next year? You said twenty twenty three work fourth quarter next year. <laughs> Next year, just catch me outside. Like, just follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I've been to Penn. Just catch catch the flyers because I'm outside. SOBs in March. Irving Plaza in April. Mm. I'm outside. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm outside. And then um, Day you know, Summit. We, we got to hear outside about Loso after this, bro. Because yeah. you're going to be like, yo, that's my, yeah. You're going to um, say it all the time. <laughs> I'm the fuck outside. But, next so. year. So, um, yeah, new music. New music, new features. What's up, April? New visuals. Feature on, your, on your next project? Be yeah. on the lookout for I've Been yeah. the Pen, guys. <laughs> you know what it's been. I hope everybody here has been having a good time with us tonight. Um, I'm ready to... Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we yeah. got some other shit to do. We actually yeah. want to record. So right, let's get it. All right, so, yo. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good night. Brushing, uh, go out there, brush your teeth, wake up, uh, go uh, to sleep. Fuck, I have one more question, do. bro. Um, shout out Argentina getting the win. Yo. Yeah. Messi. Cup, baby. Messi, last game. Yes. Last game. World Cup. Can I ask one more? It's a, it's a quick one. I don't. I mean, you know my phone is not. Let's it's ass, though. Right? Me and him oh don't agree. God, but maybe it's different for you guys. So, that's not, I'm not, that's not on the pot. I don't Please. like eating ass. 
Right? Oh my God. Did you say you like to eat ass? Or you no, I don't. And he doesn't like to eat ass. Do that was like never even ass? anything no. we brought up. So it's it's on both sides of the spectrum. It's gay people and straight people now, guys, <laughs> don't like to eat ass. Okay? There are gay people that like to. Hey, don't to fuck do it up. Like don't fuck said, the narrative up here. We don't talk about this all of the pod. We end this shit, yo. Hold up. Hold up. There we go. There's a, there's a flow to this. It's gay and straight, all right? Yeah, like, let it. <laughs> I don't, do <laughs> don't eat ass, guys. Rad, don't do that. Rad is a glizzy eater, though. Like, it goes to the city for the glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> Get to work. And this shit.